is about this man named Bartimaeus. How did he get there? Did someone walk with him? Or does he stumble through the streets of Jericho on his own? Where does he go at the end of the day? Does he have family who cares for him? Does he have a home at all? Or does he wrap himself more tightly in that cloak at night, sheltering himself from the elements as best he can? Begging was ubiquitous in Jesus' day. People who couldn't make a living because of some disability had to lower themselves to begging for money. They, couldn't, they could not afford pride. It would kill them. We don't see a lot of beggars in our cloistered community here, but go to any city and you will see a Bartimaeus at every corner if you look. Mostly, we try not to. In Jesus' time, Jews were expected to give alms, so throwing a couple of coins at a blind man on the corner helped them to meet that need while keeping the other from starving to death. Sort of a social services or safety net in ancient Israeli times. But no one really wanted to see it. But a blind man begging on the side of the road would hardly have merited Jesus' attention. He would likely have walked on by, but Bartimaeus was not about to let that happen. By the time Jesus and his crew made their way through town, news was out that he was there. They had all heard the stories and knew a great teacher and healer was in town. Bartimaeus hears Jesus' entourage coming, and he yells out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus instinctively knew who Jesus was beyond the rumors he had heard, and he shouted out knowing that this was his one chance to meet this healer, the son of David, the Messiah. He shouts loud to get Jesus' attention, and it makes everyone around him very uncomfortable, and they, they tell him to be quiet, shh. The crowd is not comfortable with Bartimaeus' loud cry for help, and I get that. We would be uncomfortable too, wouldn't we? What if someone were to yell out from the back of the church right now, have mercy on me? We would be so uncomfortable, wouldn't we? We would be uncomfortable that that person wasn't conforming with the social niceties. We would be uncomfortable with the rawness of their need and their willingness to lower themselves like that. Shh. Can someone escort that man out, please? Give him a little something to eat. But he's disrupting our worship. We don't want to talk about that. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to see it. We want to hide the ugliness away and pretend it doesn't exist. And not just the poor blind man, but any of our pains and afflictions. It is true for so many in society whose real needs and fervent demands for justice, demands to be seen and heard, are silenced by those who hear it as whining or merely trying to get attention or to cause trouble. Shh, please, Bartimaeus, you're embarrassing us. But Bartimaeus won't be silenced. Instead, he shouts more yelling louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, the promised Messiah, fulfilling the ancient prophecy of the one who will sit on the throne of David and deliver his people. Bartimaeus knows Jesus is no ordinary man. 
this is the king of kings, the savior, the son of David, and this is the only time Jesus is addressed by this title in Mark's gospel, and it's yelled loudly by this blind beggar. He sees what Jesus' own disciples have been unable to see. It takes a blind man, a brave and humble blind man, to see who Jesus really is. And Bartimaeus is unafraid to humble himself and ask Jesus for what he truly needs. Son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, eleison, the word that has become so deeply embedded in our liturgy, kyrie, eleison, Lord, have mercy. These words form the Jesus prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. Strip everything else away, and this is our fundamental need, we mere mortals. Lord, have mercy. In our guilt, in our pain, in our physical and spiritual neediness, Lord, have mercy on me. This is Bartimaeus' cry for help. And I'm struck once again by his bravery and his humility. There's tremendous social pressure to stifle the cries of human pain and neediness. When people sink deeply into grief and pain, they often hear the message, sometimes subtle, sometimes not so subtle, that they should keep to themselves or get over it, cowboy up. When the poor and the homeless make their presence known, society wants to make them invisible. When victims cry out for justice, they're often told not to make trouble. When people commit crimes and seek mercy to rebuild their lives, Society wants to lock them all up and throw away the key. Lock all of our heart hurts deep inside of us. Big societal hurts, but also small wounds, loneliness, grief, a sense of our inadequacy, self-hatred, fear, and anxiety. Son of David, have mercy on me. Said no one on the side of the road. And Jesus stops. He stops for this poor, smelly, blind beggar on the side of the road. And he says, call him here. Jesus, is, Jesus hears the Kyrie eleison shouted from the side of the road. His ears are tuned to hear the pain and grief and need whenever and wherever it may be voiced. And his heart is geared to respond with love. Call him here. So the people around Bartimaeus get excited now that Jesus has acknowledged this man, and they tell him to get up because Jesus is answering him. They can't quite believe it. So Bartimaeus throws his cloak aside, leaps up with great energy and enthusiasm, and goes to Jesus. And Jesus asks him, what do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus says, my teacher my teacher, sometimes translated as my beloved teacher, the word Rabunai. Rabunai, I want to see. It's an interesting choice of words that is only used twice in all of the Gospels, once here and again in John, when Mary Magdalene re recognizes Jesus at the tomb. It's a very personal and intimate form of address. My teacher, my beloved teacher. One might think it is presumptuous for Bartimaeus to use this word in his first meeting with Jesus. 
but it makes sense. It affirms the depth of understanding and respect that Bartimaeus has for the person of Jesus and for the significance of this moment in his life. He has put everything on the line for this moment in Jesus' presence. Why hold back now? My teacher, Rabunai, through this word, he is entering into relationship with Jesus, and Jesus responds with his own heart open. And Bartimaeus asks for exactly what he wants. Rabunai, I want to see. And Jesus says, Go, your faith has healed you. And immediately Bartimaeus receives his sight and follows Jesus along the road, perhaps his first true disciple. I imagine when the sick and grieving come to Jesus, the father asking for the demons to be cast from his son, or Bartimaeus asking for his sight and so many others, it must be a breath of fresh air for Jesus, which might sound funny, but as he becomes frustrated with his disciples' inability to really grasp him and his ministry to truly have faith, these wounded souls see him, and he sees them. He stops and takes time with them. His heart is open to them. He hears their pain. They come to him humbled to their core with really nothing left to lose, and yet they haven't given up hope. And they come to him with faith and trust, with open, vulnerable hearts. Jesus sees that and answers their prayers. Go, your faith has healed you. It's not easy to ask for help. It is humbling to ask for help. Asking for help makes us feel weak. We are all so independent, so unwilling to reach out when we're in need. I know, I'm as bad as any of you. There have been times in my life when I've forced myself to accept help, convincing myself that it's just to set a good example for my church, my family, my community, because to admit that I really wanted or needed that help would be weak. It's hard. Stiff upper lip, don't complain, don't be weak. We are independent to a fault. But that's not, in fact, what Jesus is telling us or what Bartimaeus' story tells us. Bartimaeus tells us to be brave. He does not merely ask for help, but almost demands it. And his cry is one of strength. Son of David, have mercy on me. He's not afraid to ask for what he needs. He teaches us to be brave and humble enough to reach out our hands, raise our voices, and ask for mercy not just from God, but from one another. The truth is we are all beggars on the side of the road. Most of the time we're blind. We are all in deep and desperate need of God's mercy. We are all in desperate need of one another's mercy and love. And yet we're often too afraid, too proud to ask for what we truly need. What are we afraid of? What do we have to lose? My teacher, I want to see. And Jesus responds without pity or judgment. Go, your faith has healed you. Jesus teaches us to respond to that need with mercy and with love. And this is what Jesus meant when he tells us to love one another as I have loved you, as I have loved Bartimaeus. 
love one another. Listen to the voices of the wounded, the downtrodden, the no one on the side of the road. Listen with ears tuned to the pain of others and a heart geared toward love. And offer mercy and love without judgment. We know this. Most of us in this room try to live into this, even though it is hard. But here's the thing. We don't often hear the other part of this. Just as we are called to be Jesus to Bartimaeus, we are also called to be Bartimaeus to Jesus, to be brave, to be vulnerable, to ask for that mercy and love without apology, not just from God, but from one another. Dear friend, have mercy on me, I say, and you respond, go, your faith has healed you. You are not alone. You are loved.